Are you living your best life as a salesperson or entrepreneur? Or do you find you're working all the time on this hamster wheel of life while stressed out and not financially free, which is the exact opposite of what you had signed up for, especially now in this global pandemic? If this is you, you are not alone. I found myself there in 2008 when I lost everything, including my health, and had to pivot working from home for the first time with no money. I rebuilt my life from scratch, juggling motherhood and marriage to get my life back and be recession and pandemic proof today. Now we live laptop lifestyles with our kids and are poised to travel the world together. How did we do it? Join me as I share my health and wealth and wisdom secrets, tips, tools, and expert interviews to equip you to be recession-proof and live your best life. My name is Lois Kofi, and this is Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. Well, all right, all right, all right, and happy hump day, everyone. For those of you who are tuning in live, and you may not be because this is, ooh, hello, I'm I'm still waking up. My my earbuds are so excited. They're popping out of my ears. It's, it's early here. It's 7 a.m. if you're tuning in live on the West Coast. If you happen to be catching us on the live or the replay, my name is Lois Kofi. I am a sales trainer slash podcaster who is here to really inspire you empower you with amazing guests, experts on health, wealth, and wisdom. And oh my gosh, I was so excited to get Tom Matson on my schedule because this guy has a, has a lot going on, I'm moving and grooving and shaking. And I'm so grateful to have you here today, Tom. And I'm just going to dive right in because I want to cover uh, this, this huge idea that you know you introduced me to back in January at the Strategic Alliance Summit. I just met Tom earlier this year and he really blew my mind with this huge event and it's uh, going to be repeated next week and it's a once in a blue moon opportunity so I wanted to interview Tom today he's also the leader of my mastermind um, that I'm in and so Tom I know you started some 89 businesses just a few <laughs> clearly I can't focus clearly I can't focus. <laughs> You've developed them um, to eight, seven figures beyond and whatever order that it might be. You've got personal coaching clients um, who've been able to make hundreds of millions um, in, in all sorts of different industries as well. And I love the fact that you've been authentic and you share um, that you've also lost millions. So I'd love for you to, to first start with your story and how you got so passionate um, being where you are today. Well, I'm so excited to be here, Lois. Thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. I always say, whether there's one of you or a thousand of you tuning in, thanks for investing some time to work on your business, on your business. Because I think that's one of the keys is that a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we get so busy in our business, right? Doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. As my old uh, boss, Michael Gerber used to say, that we forget to take time to work on our business. And podcasts, Facebook live interviews, training calls. They're not always strategic, but they can be. And they force you, if you take time, to think about your business from above and look at it up above and say, okay, how do I want to grow my business? What type of business do I want? <laughs> like, do I want to be working 60 hours a week or do I want to be working 10 or 15 hours a week? Uh, mm -hmm. What sort of income do I want to be making? What sort of impact do I want to be making? And that's really my, my journey summed up. Now, now, 37, 38 years as an entrepreneur, and there were sort of three eras. There was the first era, which was about 12 years of bricks and mortar startup businesses. Uh, this was, you know, back when a startup business was $75,000 or $100,000 or $200,000 and up. 
Uh, not like today where someone can start a business for 50 bucks in a URL, right, Lois? And, and so it was a real business and you had to do some real homework and you had to almost always, you know, I think 98% of my clients over that decade plus had to raise capital. You had to get plans. You had to get permits. You had to get approval by zoning officials sometimes. I mean, it was real effort. And, and yet it still had risks. It still had all kinds of risks attached to it. So I, I settled into this niche of helping people start these bricks and mortar. They were restaurants, cafes, retail shops, uh, service-based businesses. Uh, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I love working with startup entrepreneurs, still do. Uh, but what I found was that there were some startups that were destined for much more impact than others. Right. There were the me too concepts. And then there were things that were really quite different and unique. And so for the next 10 years or so, I started helping people franchise and license those really unique ideas uh, and take it across the globe. Uh, and then this last decade, I've shifted over to taking a subset of that, what I call people that are creating movements. Right. You're creating a movement. I've listened to your show before the people you talk to. You know, I, I thought you talked some great conversations with T.R. Garland recently about that and around the difference between creating a movement and just selling stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, in fact, my official title is chief movement maker because that's how much I'm into that. And, and the focus now is helping people package their wisdom and knowledge and sell it across the globe. Primarily, as you know, with high ticket programs that guarantee results. Um, but, you know, for me, it's more about the strategy rather than the tactics within that. And then I always look for the easiest way to do it because I'm, I'm inherently lazy. I'm an entrepreneur, right? <laughs> entrepreneurs, <laughs> I believe, are inherently lazy. Self-employed <laughs> business owners, no, but entrepreneurs, yes. And, right, that's one of the shifts from being self-employed to being an entrepreneur in my books is the entrepreneur is thinking of easier ways to do it or ways to get more leverage, mm. or what we love to say, you know, how to 10X your business. Can you see that there? Yeah, there we go. Yep, it's I have mine to, right here, just so you know. There we go. <laughs> it's easier to 10X your business than 2X. Well, what the heck does that mean? Well, that's a strategy choice, right? Mm. And as entrepreneurs, we make choices all the time. In fact, just becoming an entrepreneur instead of a small business owner is a choice, mm -hmm. right? Thinking you're going to work on your business. How can you get more impact? How can you have way more influence? And yes, way more income along the way. Those are all choices too. So that's kind of my, my uh, 37, 38 year journey in like a minute and a half. <laughs> that's with amazing. lots of chaos and lots of ups and downs in between with real lessons learned. Let me tell you. Oh gosh, I, I I totally apologize, Tom. I didn't have the right coffee mug out. I didn't have my dolphin. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, that looks like it's got pictures. I don't know. It's kind of blurry, but is it pictures of people on it? It's a it's just big big rainbow and says thank you on it. So. Ah, that's nice. From one of you're mine. welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw for me. Oh, okay, okay. It will, and it's cool because I actually was um, I was a speaker on a summit stage, and this was a, a thank you gift for nice. having that come out. So, I'd love for you to give any advice before we we talk about strategic alliances, is because you've you've made millions and you've lost millions. Um, Many which, times over, as my first wife would tell you. Many times <laughs> over. <laughs> which which taught you more, and what advice do you have for people out there right now in this this? Oh, easily world? the losses. Easily the losses. There there are. If you're paying attention, you learn more from your losses than from your wins, almost always. Because part of the part of the reason is with your wins, you're not sure what's working. Sometimes you just know that it worked. 
but if you're if you're smart, when you lose, especially when you lose big, you then take time to figure out, okay, what the heck happened there? Like what what caused that to fail? Mm. What caused that campaign to suck? What caused that offer to flop? What caused that masterclass to have crickets instead of like our normal results? And mm. and so you take time. If to me, if you're a smart entrepreneur, you take time to look at it and say, okay, what is it about it? And and without a doubt, the biggest lessons came from the biggest losses because that's how I'm wired. I look at that as not a failure per se, mm. but a failure to achieve the results we desire. And the distinction isn't just words. The distinction is you can learn from one and you beat yourself up over the other. <laughs> and, and you know what? As entrepreneurs, we're really good at beating ourselves up. We don't need You don't need any help from me or Lois on that, <laughs> right? We are experts at beating ourselves up, right? We are masters at pointing fingers, one out, three back. Oh, look at that. Look at that, right? We're really good at blaming ourselves when things don't work out. So I find there's not a lot of benefit in focusing on the blame but there's tons of benefit in focusing on the cure, right? Where did we drop the ball? What, what didn't land? Mm. What didn't, what didn't resonate? Were we actually talking outcomes and benefits or were we talking, you know, uh, little things that are components of what we did, but the audience goes, I, I don't know what that is. Well, I don't know what that is. Mm. <clears throat> Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. And I find that uh, I see a lot of people who are struggling and beating themselves up um, a lot and it just it just holds them back right it it doesn't help them springboard forward and uh, I love that saying you either either win or you learn and so I think that's a great mm. reminder yeah that's another way to look at it I like that <laughs> for people that's very network that. marketing of that that's a very network marketing phrase I like that you either <laughs> win or you're learning yeah thank you Bob Proctor we're on to the next story <laughs> so well, let's let's switch to you know I heard you say something about you know uh, working ten to fifteen hours a week or, or working smarter versus hard is what I hear in that mm-hmm. and and figuring out ways to do that. So when I attended, I just want to let people know context here. When I attended your strategic alliance um, in uh, the uh, live event in January. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I love the idea of joint venture. Um, together, everyone achieves more. Another, you know, cliche statement, but so true. You know, how can we strategically align ourselves with other people and make more money together faster was what I got from that. And then, oh, by the way, guys, the next month, I had my first multiple five-figure month. And I do attribute a lot of that to what I learned at that event and just the talk and discussion of high ticket offers and personal guarantees. So I know we'll get to all of that in a little bit, but what is- Well, but also that event, because you shared this with with the Strategic Alliance Mastermind, I remember you sharing it, many of the participants were there because of joint ventures. Yes. Right? So so like even just the frontline traffic you drove to that event Mm -hmm. was part of that. And and, uh, I think- I think it's the number one business strategy that most entrepreneurs fail to execute regularly. Re- I really do. I mean, it is the e- we call it the easiest way or the fastest way to 10x your business. And for most of us, that's like 10 times the sales, right? But it's but I use Dan Sullivan's definition, strategic coach. He he gives you a list of things. I don't know if you've seen this ever, Lois. He gives uh-uh. you a list of things: profit, sales, time off, time with your family, vacation. Like it lists a whole bunch of things, and then you pick where your ten is going to come from for the next year. Okay, I want to triple my profit. I want to double my time off. There's five. 
okay, uh, I want to do this. I want to triple my impact and I want to double my gross sales or whatever. Like you figure out your own mix for mm. 10X because mm. really, and you know this now because you've been at this uh, several years in this new venture of yours and you're growing rapidly, gross sales are kind of like fool's gold, right? Gross sales really don't matter, right? Profit matters, what's left for you. Mm-hmm. The amount of impact you bring people, that matters, right? Mm-hmm. The amount of influence you have in the marketplace, that matters. But gross sales, when you're new, gross sales is everything you think of. And even in for our summit, we guarantee you'll do $100,000 and sign what we call deal sheets for every single person who comes. Mm. But, but as you know, that like that can happen in the first few hours. Yeah, It doesn't take three days to do that. What you want to do is find the right people to partner with, the right people to leverage with, and not just promote your stuff and they promote you, which is joint ventures. And that nothing wrong with joint ventures. They're a great way to help build your business. But the more advanced items, right, where you're doing content partnerships or you're helping them leverage what they're doing, you're adding your wisdom to their thing, like the deal you did with Simone is a perfect mm-hmm. example, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, combined, even more awesome. And, and that's to me what strategic, that's why we use the term strategic alliances to describe this strategy because it is strategic and you're creating alliances all the time if you do it right. And by the way, this is what all the big boys and girls do. All the big companies do this all the time. Right? You see a great big, you know, now that we're allowed to attend movies again, right? You see a movie comes out and they're partnering with Burger King and they're giving away caricatures of it. Well, what is that? That's a strategic alliance to help, yes, sell more tickets to the movie, but also sell more burgers for Burger King or kids packs or whatever it happens to be focused on, right? So the big, the big companies use strategic alliances. Often they call it channel partners, um, cause that's a, that's a, that's a fortune 500 term for it. Um, so for you that come from the corporate world, if you're going joint ventures, strategic alliances, well, you may have heard of channel partners. In fact, there are entire divisions for channel partners, right? You've got a product, you want to get it out there. You can try and find a thousand partners, or you could find a channel partner who already has a thousand partners. Mm-hmm. And, but, and this is the cool part once you, and you know this already, cause we've talked about this once you get once you're aware of this ability to leverage what you're doing, it is totally doing more with less effort every single step of the way. And it becomes how you look at everything. I'm watching uh, CNBC Squawk Box this morning, one of my favorite shows to watch early in the morning. As you know, I'm an early riser, so it starts at 3 o'clock Vancouver time. And I, I record um, it today, but I watch it around 4, 4.15. I watch it. And, and um, <coughs> today they announced the latest AMC movie share price craziness where it's trading at, I think it's 850% higher than it was trading at in January. And so uh, they were talking about how the CEO stock uh, went from 8 million to 123 million. And they were talking about how overvalued it is. Me, I'm sitting there going, AMC, hmm, a thousand studios, a thousand theaters, huh? There's this idea I worked on a couple of years ago. It never got off the ground that involved movie theaters and entrepreneurs and broadcasting in HD, amazing speakers. And literally, I jotted down, I jotted down your name to follow up with this idea because it takes a combination of skills to pull off this particular idea. And I thought, oh, I would talk to Lois about this. And so I'm sharing it now publicly so I don't forget. <laughs> I'm really good at coming up with these, then I'll forget them because you know we're going to the biggest event of our year. Yeah. But it's 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 an idea that literally we could have a thousand partners 
with one conversation with AMC. And they're trying to build their business. What are they trying to do right now? They're trying to keep their stock price up at this crazy high level. So they're looking for deals to announce that are good news deals. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to take their dead time, get a bunch of entrepreneurs coming into the theaters, broadcast these amazing speakers in. Oh, my God. It's like a perfect time for it. (laughs) Because when we tried it before, the movie theaters were so busy, they didn't have time of day for us. Right. And now it's, it's, it's wide open. I love it. Now they're desperate for sales, desperate for traffic. It's a totally different environment. Um, And so that's what happens when you get strategic alliances as your default way of looking at things. Even how you listen to the news changes. Mm -hmm. You listen to it with a different filter. You listen to it with a filter of, huh, how could that work? How would that help? Or as, as you know, as we say in our mastermind, how does that apply to me? <laughs> right? The best phrase in the world. If you're an entrepreneur and you're not used to that phrase, write it down. How does that apply to me? How yep. does that apply to me? For, I mean, I hope some of you are doing that right now, listening, saying, well, how do I, can I do more strategic alliances? How can I do more joint ventures? How can I find the right people? Um, because the more you think that way, the more you find ways to apply it. And mm-hmm. not just with our event coming up, but all kinds of other ways. Yeah. And let's talk about that. Cause again, guys, we only have 30 minutes. So if you also have questions, I know we have at least two people watching right now, early birds. Um, and we have people all over the world that could be watching right now. So you are all invited. Night owls owls from South Africa. Yeah. (laughs) You're all invited. Um, Tom and me and all the cool kids are going to be there. In fact, a lot of my guests from the past couple of months on the shows, guys, I met at the strategic Alliance in, in January. Uh, in fact, I have, uh, several guests coming up this month and next month who I met and who are excited to share their wisdom and, and create opportunity through being on my show. Um, so tell us about the actual event because I've had a lot of people who've had, and I've sent you emails, even I've had people who have questions, you know, should I, should I attend the whole thing? What should I expect? Do I have to come with a lot to give? Like, I don't have all my lead magnets. I don't have a big email list. I've heard a lot of, you know, fear and questions and uh, uncertainty. So why don't you just give us the, 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 the 411. Sure, absolutely. First off, we call it the world's largest deal making event uh, because at the last event we had thirty nine hundred people, thirty nine hundred and six people registered from a hundred countries. So massive potential audience, massive potential exposure to what you're doing to all kinds of other people. Um, it's three days long, and it's a rather unusual event. And in fact, I guarantee you've never been to one like this. There are no speakers. There's no training. There's no big pitch of an offer. We make an offer, but the offer is join our mastermind so you can execute all the deals you just made. <laughs> it's like really transparent. Uh, but other than that, it's all breakouts. It's all breakouts where you get to meet people in small settings. And so it's not just for the type A personality. Um, that's the one big thing we noticed last time is that because it's small, intimate breakouts, as long as you're able to have a conversation about what you do and what makes it different, you can you can fit in. The second thing is, if you want to build high trust relationships, you start with an attitude of serve. What can you bring to the table rather than what can you get from everyone in the room? The people who come and, and want to take, 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 they, they get results from the event, but it's nowhere near as impactful as it could be. Mm-hmm. Flip it around. If you come in with an attitude of what you can give, what you can bring, 
every one of us has all sorts of things we can bring to the table. And we're going to do a pre-event preparation day this Saturday, Saturday, June 5th, the whole day dedicated to answering that question, really, Lois. So for anyone who's thinking of joining us, make sure you do it before Saturday the 5th if you can, because then you can get into that full day of training. You'll learn how to introduce yourself in a powerful, simple way that immediately gets the right person's attention and goes, <laughs> like Scooby-Doo, right? <laughs> Like, what? Oh, I got to meet this person or not, which, by the way, is totally fine, right? The last thing you want is somebody going, yeah, me too. Like like a me too response of, oh, yeah, I've heard that a thousand times. I've heard that a thousand. That's the last thing you want. What you want is something that engages the right people in the right way where they go, holy cow, I know someone you should meet. That's when you know you've got a really good introduction. In addition, we'll cover those 12 things you can bring to the table. Uh, we've divided into 12 categories. We'll cover the 12 categories so that you can start thinking of what are the different ways to bring, uh, what are the different things you can bring to the table to help other people. A lot of people when they're newer in business are intimidated because they're like, well, I don't have a 100,000 person email list or I don't have a 10-year track record because a lot of people who come to our event do have large lists, large track record. But guess what? You've got other things you can bring to the table too. You've got wisdom and knowledge in what you do. You've got wisdom and knowledge of what you used to do, right? I mean, you heard my story a little bit at the very beginning. If you're here for that, 89 businesses, made and lost millions multiple times. My business partner, David, is astounded that every time some bizarre business category comes up, I have a direct story. <laughs> He's like, have you done everything in the world? He's like, well, not quite, but pretty close. And Why? Because I, that would just happen to be what I did for years and years and years. Well, that's something that's not, I mean, it's part of my bio when I speak, but it's not part of what I lead with. It's not part mm -hmm. of my core business, but it is part of what I can bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Because I, you know, I, I got approached yesterday by someone for a potential strategic alliance. He's launching an entrepreneur coach certification program. And I'm talking like world-class unbelievable faculty, Lois. You'll love this when you hear about it. Like really world-class. But he's also planning to license slash franchise it. And, and because I had a bunch of experience for about 10 years in that area, I said, well, have you considered this, this, or this? No. Have you considered this, this, or this? No. I said, yeah, you better think about that in advance because you're going to set yourself up for massive legal exposure if you don't. And you're not going to be able to sustain your growth if you don't. Like, holy cow, that's amazing. Can we talk about that one day? He said, yeah, absolutely. After the event. <laughs> After, he's coming now. He's coming to the event. But, you know, like it was like one of those situations where I don't even talk about franchising and licensing as a part of my background. Mm -hmm. But if you've got wisdom and experience in an area and somebody else is doing that, of course you share that. And I don't, I'm not going to charge you my $2,500 an hour hourly rate for that. I'm going to offer that freely when we have that conversation to build trust with him. And then the law of reciprocity kicks in, the favorite law in marketing, the favorite law in life, really, I think. Right? Mm -hmm. Some people call it karma, right? Some people call it dharma. I call it reciprocity. In this case, if you do good for someone else, they want to do good back for you, mm. right? They want mm -hmm. to. I mean, like, we want you to come join us at Strategic Alliance Live. You will meet hundreds and hundreds of people. We said last time you'll meet more people in three days than you met in the last year. And, wow. and, and unless someone's actively meeting people all the time, that'll be the same this time. 
I think. Well, and I want to add something too. It's not just meeting people, guys. Like I, I, I will tell you, I did burn out on Zoom networking events last year, and I've attended a fair amount of summits. And to be honest with you, I, I I'm not going to say anyone in particular, but I felt like I did waste a lot of time and spin my wheels. Um, this is not the case. This is not the case, and the quality of the people that are going to be there is huge, including, we'll give a shout out to Scott Schwartz. Um, he will be there. He, he can't wait for SAL. If you're undecided, by all means, go. And if you haven't seen already, guys, I did drop the link um, and I'll put it in the, the show notes too. So this will be in iTunes and YouTube and all the usual places. But I just want to, you know, point that out too, um, Tom, because a lot of people go to summits or, and they have a preconceived notion. And so I love that you clarified. Yeah. Well, what we this used is to call, as you know, the first one we called a summit because we didn't have a better term of reference for it. When we did it live in person, we called it a summit and summits were kind of new and unique. We started seven years ago. And then, so we called it this one, the, the virtual live one, a summit. And afterwards, you know, everyone said, don't call it a summit. Like it's way, it's way more than a summit. You're connecting, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. So we we rebranded it to Strategic Alliance Live. <laughs> uh, and that's the cool part too for people coming is that it's literally live. You don't have to plan. You don't have to do a lot of homework. You're meeting people every breakout. You meet more people. Um, we've got a way to connect post-event. We have a portal that's kind of like LinkedIn for deal making. You get access to that portal where you can put your profile up so people can find you, you can find them. You don't have to be saving the chat feed constantly, swapping emails constantly and all this other crazy stuff. Why? Because we're talking about building real relationships. Real relationships yeah. aren't about, oh, I got your email address. Oh, I guess I'll do business with you. Like that's not real, right? That's pretend. That's pretend business. No one does it. No one does it in the real world that way. In the real world, you want to get to know someone. And the real th the real magic I think of this event is it accelerates the trust building. Right? 100%. It accelerates. Yeah. You know after the event, you're going to have 30, 40, 50 people that you want to follow up with, but you also know which are the 5 or 10 like, "Oh my god, I can't wait." Right? And that's that to me, it's not just the quantity of the relationships that you build, it's the quality of the relationships. We did one strategic alliance um, in the pre-event interviews last time that turned into an announcement at the event that became a strategic partnership at the event with our million-dollar book launch division with Nina, Nina Venturella. Mm -hmm. um, we've done seven figures of business since then, and that was, what, five months ago, five and a half months ago, in that new division where it was new for her. Right? She was brand new to us. And and we're we're ecstatic about it, and and all it did was accelerate what was already clearly going to start happening, but it just accelerated it. Well, guess what? As entrepreneurs, that's a big benefit, mm -hmm. right? If you can do in the next five months what you plan to do in the next two years, income, impact, clients, however you measure success for you, mm -hmm. that's a good thing. In fact, you know, because you've got our binder from Jay Abraham, the quote we use in all of our binders, um, Jay Abraham, one of the smartest marketing guys on the planet, he says, if you, you got it there, you can grab it for the cameras. There it is. Hold it up. If you have a product that delivers value, you have a moral obligation to serve as many people as you can. It's not about the money. 
the money is just a measurement. It's just a, a way to measure your impact. I believe like Jay does and Lois does that you have a moral obligation to reach as many people as possible. So why not find ways to make it easy to reach lots and lots of people? That's the way I look at it for sure. Well, and here's, I would like for you to give a little bit of advice because I know I went in uh, <laughs> kind of like a deer in headlights and not knowing what to expect. And then I was overwhelmed um, for that whole month because there were so many people I wanted to meet. And oh, by the way, quick testimonial, what he talked about, even the online community, um, there was a woman, Kathy Deemers. She actually didn't attend any of the live event, I don't think, but she was in the online community. And someone said, oh my gosh, Lois, you got to talk to Kathy. And I'm like, Kathy who? And they said, here, you know, go find her in the online community. I did. I got on her business cafe um, live show and I, I you know, easily. Oh, Kathy Demers. Demers, yes. Yes. And, and oh, yeah. I, I easily made, uh, you know, close to 10 grand through that one connection. So I just want to reiterate to the the online community as is great. But when someone's brand new, can you give them any advice on how to not get overwhelmed and what could be like their plan of action going in and then coming out of the event. Yeah. So the, the, uh, the first big thing is that, no, we got your back. Like, just know that we have the pre-event training strategies this year. We have an entire platform. The entire event's going to run through called Obvio. <clears throat> All of these steps will be connected inside the Obvio platform. So it won't be, you won't be on your own to figure this out. First thing. Second thing, um, when uh, the, the three days is almost done, we spend several hours helping you figure out your priorities. And in that, we teach a strategy of ranking weighted mm -hmm. averages, it's called. <clears throat> About a third of the people that were active attended that last time because they were worn out. So like the vast majority of people that were coming missed that session. Don't miss that session. Because it will take you through how to take all your various different potentials and literally rank them based on up to five criteria that you decide, mm. right? You decide, you know, so for some people, it's strategic competitive advantage, i.e. big picture makes a difference. For some people, it's fastest path to cash in the next 90 days. Very, both relevant goals, very different goals, Got right? It. Very yeah. different goals. And if you're, awesome. you know, if you're needing to make a bunch of money in order to pay your bills and, and get going, you don't want to be looking so much at strategic competitive advantage over the long term. You want to like, how can I make some dough now? <laughs> like, what can I do right away to maximize that? Right. It's a different goal. Um, we one of the things that's on our list whenever we do our rankings now, which is every quarter, by the way, we use this tool internally. David and I use it every quarter. Okay. In fact, we got to get it into the Strategic Alliance Mastermind laws because it would be awesome. really, we really, we should really do it there. I would um, like that. Yeah. The um, but as an example, now one of the tools is: does it leverage Tom's time or does it require Tom's time? We we call it something, but that's what it means. Because as you know, I'm the key face of the business right now, and okay. as we're growing and and pushing eight figures this year, I can't be the one doing everything. And so is there is there leverage built inherently into the model or does it make it more Tom dependent becomes one of our most important criteria. We just did a five day challenge, as you know, for the first time in years, um, I went back into that space and it was one of the best events we've ever put on. We had twelve hundred and sixty seven people sign up for it. Wow. And part of the reason we went back into it is because I saw the strategic uh, Barry Baumgartner calls it through line. 
the through line of that into the full event and into making people's lives better. Mm. Whereas before I just saw it as a lead gen tactic. Yeah. Right. And all of a sudden it was like, Oh no, I get it. Ah, of course it fits in strategically with their model and you do it once and it's scalable. You can replicate it over and over and over again. Mm. And so, but that came from that exercise of what are the things that we can do? And if you're an entrepreneur, that's what you want to do. You want to look at each of those things and say, okay, what are the criteria that matter to me for the next three or four months? We do this event three times a year. So you don't have to, you don't have to like capture it for the next decade, right? Just for the next three or four months. Most of us as entrepreneurs, that's as far as we can plan anyhow, right? Just look at our lives the last three or four months, the next three or four months, right? That's a world, that's a world, you know, COVID aside, that's a world. So for most entrepreneurs, they shouldn't be doing strategic planning more than three or four months anyhow. And we'll help you do that. So you'll leave with that clear direction. That's awesome. And I'm so, so grateful that I'm in the mastermind guys. So um, I know that you do a soft sell about that at the end, but if anybody has questions about the mastermind that I'm in with Tom before, during or after the event, please reach out. And can you go like three more minutes, Tom? Can I ask yeah, you? Yeah, as much time as you need. Okay. So, because one of the big things that I took away from the, the, the sorry, I, I called it summit before, the, the strategic alliance event back in January no. <laughs> was, oh my gosh, high ticket offers. They scared me. Um, because I came from a very different space uh, before the pandemic. You, most everyone knows my story here, but I was like, huh. And just by that one change and learning about your guarantee and all of that, you know, I doubled my income the next month and I'm, you know, looking to, you know, continue to triple, quadruple, all of that kind of stuff, 10 exit, right? So can you talk about why high ticket offers, why a guarantee? Because uh, that's definitely more of the 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 uh, anti-ascension model that we all hear about, you know, because of ClickFunnels, Russell Brunson, a lot of people um, talk about that. Uh, here, yeah, a lot of people in our industry teach what they call an ascension model, right? Free item, tripwire, $100 item, $300 item, $500, $1,000, $2,000 and up. But what I will tell you, having met many of the heavy hitters personally, shared the stage with many of them, got to know them in high-end masterminds, that's not how they make their money. It's not how they make their money. Um, they teach it to you so they can literally, and this is what they say behind the scenes, squeeze a few dollars out of your butt. That's the phrase the most commonly heard. <laughs> and it's like, gross. It's yeah, a I got a bad visual, bad visual on that. <laughs> there's, there's nothing about that that's good. Nothing about that that's good. But that's their model. They're optimizing every nickel they can get out of their list. So it's not a tribe strategy. It's a list strategy, right? Tribe is under your care and protection. List is something you milk, something you push, something you force dollars out of. Very different attitude. By the way, same exact thing. It all depends on your attitude, right? One's a tribe, one's a list. So what we have found based on the data, and I know over 10,000 people that sell their wisdom and knowledge, five make money off the Ascension model every step of the way. Hmm. The really good ones, they lose money or break even, and they're quite comfortable with that. In fact, frankly, they're ecstatic if they break even at one step along the ascension model because they know the whole goal isn't to make money off of those steps. The goal is to make money down the, on the higher ticket ones. And yet they teach that as the holy grail. 
And this is where I have a beef with our industry because they know it's not the way to go. They know that unless you're a perfect marketer with perfect lead generation skills and perfect copywriting skills and the ability to split test like maniacs, you'll never make money every step of the way in that model. But it's easy to sell you a course on Facebook ads. It's easy to sell you a course on lead magnets. It's easy to sell you a a trip wire on insert tactic of the day. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so for me, I believe the purpose of a business is more profit and more life for the business owner. Not more gross sales, but more profit. And more life means for you, the owner, right? If you want to work 60 hours a week, be an employee. They love that. You get rewarded like crazy. You get <laughs> stock options and promotions. And you know, if you work your butt off as an employee, that's a good job. Good job, Tom. Good job. I was there. My last job, I was replaced by five people when I left, right? I kept telling my boss, we need to hire some. He's like, oh, no, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. Keep it up, kid. Right? And they literally replaced me with five different people. (laughs) It was like, well, see, I told you because nobody would do what I was doing. I loved it. By the way, most fun I've ever had in a job in my entire life. But as an owner, as an entrepreneur, that's the worst strategy you can do. Because then you're a victim of your business. So instead, you want to flip it around and say, how can I get massive results with less of my personal effort? And that does not come easy. That's not fast. That's not automatic. But it is a strategy. It's a different strategy, right? You can still do that. I'm going to put 80 hours a weekend as an entrepreneur. If you want to beat yourself up, go for it. But I believe the purpose of a business is more profit and more life for the business owner. That's where high-ticket programs come in. High-ticket programs allow you to have the margin to make good money while putting as much effort as possible into serving your clients. Mm -hmm. And in our case, we guarantee results. We teach our clients to guarantee results. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Well, the mastermind you're in is a good example, right? It's a $25,000 mastermind. We guarantee a quarter million in sales over the 12 months, but we only ask for 25% of that up front. The rest is linked to results. Right now, you you won that seat in the mastermind because you were a great referral partner in our last event, and yeah. so you don't have any subsequent payments. But for the paying clients, right, what happens to them when they get to this next level? They make another payment. When they get to the quarter million, they make the balance. It's a win-win proposition because our outcomes and our clients' outcomes are aligned. So we're going to do whatever it takes to help get them to that finish line. Right? That's our entire focus. Well, guess what? That should be your entire focus. Your entire focus should be how do you serve your clients best? We all know that. That's not rocket science. And yet, if you look at how you operate your business, if you're starting with an ascension model or a tripwire model, you have to spend most of your time on that because that's the only way you get money in the door. You have to work really, 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 really hard to do that. (laughs) Like we've done six figures for this event already, and the event hasn't started. Right, But why? Because we've done a handful of high-ticket sales as part of the pre-event screening. Are we focusing on that? No, we're just serving our clients. And some of these are a perfect fit. And we introduce it and they go, yeah, I'm interested. Let's go. Right? So so, but you don't have to bust your butt going crazy on the Ascension model. Instead, we, we call it the Descension model. And by the way, we're not the only ones that do this, <coughs> but it is like 10% of the market. 10% of the market. And and remember I said like 10,000 people, five make money off of it. 
One yeah. of those is the amazing Ryan Levesque. Some of you will know of Ryan, the Ask Method, the Quiz Funnel guy. His biggest launch of the year is coming up. We're going to support it. So if you're on Lois's list or our list, you'll hear about it, I'm sure. Uh, and and uh, But Ryan uh, and I got to know each other personally as a result of the last event. And mm -hmm. I had a conversation with him, and he shared with me that they scrapped their Ascension model, even though it was making money every step of the way, because it wasn't getting the results he wanted. Mm -hmm. They track and measure everything in their business. And he said, they're just not, I mean, courses, courses, 97% of the people don't even finish them. That's Tony Robbins data, by the way, a, a guy who tends to attract a very motivated crowd, <laughs> right? If any of you are Tony Robbins people, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's kind of motivated crowd. And 97% <laughs> of those people don't finish the course. Mm -hmm. Courses should be illegal to be sold. There's, we should not be. We should be banned from selling courses as an industry. If it was any other industry, we would be banned, right? Can you imagine a restaurant, Lois? A restaurant, you walk in, and ninety-seven percent of the time you order lunch, it doesn't come, but you're paying for it. They would call right. that fraud. They would lock the restaurateur up, right? It'd be on the evening news. Local restaurateur idiot locked up for selling lunches and not delivering them. Like it wouldn't even be a, it would be like, a, like, well, of course he got locked up. He 97% of the people bought lunches, never got them. <laughs> when I hear that all the time, a lot of people who have hired coaches just before me and they got zero results and they spent five figures or more. And so it's, it's, um, it's definitely something that I'm grateful to have you here to, to kind of open that up. I have a lot of coaches, speakers, authors, podcasters, holistic healers inside of this community. So I think that's a great place to, to end. And I always like to close out with the, the same question for everyone. So hold on one second, Tom. I just want to reiterate to you guys, please join us next week. And of course, if you sign up, like he said, by Friday, you can join us on Saturday um, to work with the amazing Jane, Jane M. Powers is part of that day and helping you have, you know, the right words to say. And, you know, when you're in the right place at the right time with the right words and you have posture, people take notice. And I was so grateful for her um, being a part of the training in the last event. And then we'll get her again at this event. So please sign up by Friday, guys. It will, I promise you, change your life as it has mine. So thank you again, Tom, for being uh, the chief movement maker that you are. And uh, I know how much work this is put together because I'm planning my own summit um, later this year with, with George Shepard. So thank you also for introducing me to him and that opportunity. So thank you. You're my um, last question that I ask every single guest. Uh, oh, 17. Oh, no, wait a second. Wait for the question. Tom. Wait for the question. <laughs> is when you hear the phrase healthy and wealthy and wise, which is of course the name of my podcast has a ton of meaning to me. Um, when you hear that phrase healthy and wealthy and wise, Tom, what does it mean to you? I, I uh, would fall back to my original definition of the purpose of a business. You heard mine is more profit and more life for the business owner. Um, I originally heard part of that from Michael Gerber of the E-Myth, uh, E-Myth Revisited fame. And he said the purpose of a business is more life for the business owner. Now, I added in more profit to that because I realized you don't have the wealthy you're not a business, you're a hobby. <laughs> so, But more life encompasses the picture of, and it changes, by the way, where you are in your journey. 
right? What more life is to someone early in their career is very different than later on in their career, usually. So, but to me, healthy, wealthy, and wise is a great way to describe what more life is for most of us, mm. right? We're, we're, we're vibrant and healthy and enjoying the physical journey, right? Which includes sleeping and, and restful, deep sleep and, 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 you know, getting up in the morning excited to take on the challenges, Wealthy is, yeah, you're earning profit by serving others, right? You're adding value to the world. And so you're getting compensated lucratively for that. And wise is you're applying that knowledge in the service of others. To me, you're applying that knowledge in the service of others. And that gets back to that J. Abraham quote. And I know that's how you're wired, Lois. And to me, that's all encapsulated in the more life definition. And I know that's not the definition for every entrepreneur, but it is for the dolphins that we hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much. Um, amazing opportunity, guys. Again, um, please join us next week at the Strategic Alliance Live. I've dropped the, the link in the show notes. I've dropped the links in the comments, um, wherever we're streaming right now. And just letting you guys know, on Friday, um, we have Amy Loria as another live guest here. She's a digital marketing maven. So if you're struggling with your social media marketing, digital marketing, she's going to be wowing us with her wisdom. And again, if you saw value, guys, hit the share button. Um, share this with other people because again, um, sharing is caring and you can really impact someone's life, especially with today's episode, um, talking about the strategic Alliance live. So until next time, guys, here's to your best health, your best wealth and your best wisdom. Bye-bye now for now. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this Please subscribe, refer a friend, and please drop me a rating or a review. If you do that, I'll reward you with a free 20-minute free coaching session on crafting your journey to your best self. Reach out to me at lois at loiskofi.com to claim your 20-minute slot. Until next time, be healthy, wealthy, and wise. <laughs>